Hi, Felicity Cheers for coming on the show today. Hey, how are you doing? Uh, nice to meet you. Thank you for taking time um, sort of out of your busy like, schedule to come on and chat with me. Um, may as well get the ball rolling straight away. And the first question I'd obviously like to ask you is, so what are your interests and tell me a little bit about your back, uh, background? Sure. Well, I am 24 years old. I'm originally from New York, but I've lived out in California for years now. And um, I'm very involved in different entertainment industries. I, I consider myself sort of a, a chameleon, you know, involved in different things. Uh, I, I am a porn star. You know, I, I do a lot of modeling and promote promotional work, sales. But um, my main interests in life are drumming, producing music, DJing, hiking, being outdoors, traveling. Uh, I like doing yoga, you know, outdoor sports. I like to read. I like to write a lot. Uh, I've had journals and scrapbooks and blogs my whole life. So I'm just a, a very creative and expressive person. I need a lot of outlets to get my energy out. No, well, it seems like you've got a lot of interests and sort of a lot of ways to express yourself, which is always nice. Um, you know, and I think that reflects well on you in saying like, you're not a lazy person. Do you know what I mean? There's a lot of people out there that are like, yeah, just go to the gym, man. That's all I do. Go to the gym. Like that's like one focus and like, they're like, oh yeah, go to the gym for an hour a day and then I'm at home doing nothing. So I think it quite reflects well on your character. Yeah. I just, uh, I'm, I'm not really a gym person, you know, like I played a lot of sports growing up and I was quite an athlete, you know, and I did gymnastics and I was in the gym a lot growing up as a kid. And I just really got burned out from it. You know, I, I'd rather be outdoors doing physical exercise. So I have kind of best of both worlds. You know, I can, I have fresh air and, and I can be outside and enjoying nature. And I'm also getting a workout, you know, like I wanted a workout to feel like a, a chore. You know, I just like to enjoy myself and to, um, to do different activities. You know, I also love dirt biking and, and riding motorcycles, but, um, I've kind of chilled out with that a little bit just because I have to be really careful, you know, like I have to, my body is what gets me a lot of work, you know? So if, if I get into even minor accidents, it, it can prevent me from getting certain jobs. So I ha I'm just more wary about that now. Yeah. I mean, obviously you said about your flexibility. Um, how do you maintain that? Well, you know, I was very active growing up and then obviously like having a background in gymnastics and uh, I I had a little bit of um, scoliosis growing up. And so I got really into yoga to kind of help straighten my spine when I was younger. And I've just kind of kept up with it. You know, I stretch every day and I like to just remain limber, you know, and just have my body feeling flexible because it makes a really it really makes a difference. You know, when I don't stretch regularly, I feel it. Mm. no that makes um like sense to me i think it's like part of your morning routine as well or, or your daily routine i think it's always good to keep a um a routine for like mentally as well do you know what i mean like sometimes for me if i like miss out on doing certain parts of my daily routine like going out in my garden and hitting my punch bag suddenly my day just feels shit do you know what I mean for some reason I've just like I'm like why didn't I do that like I haven't released that bit of energy to then like push me on to my next task for the day so I don't know whether that's like similar for you in the sense of things of doing your stretches and that is it like a fundamental key for your like 
uh, daily plan. Like if you don't do it, do you feel a bit pissed off maybe or whatever? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah I definitely do. I mean, like I put it this way, I, I'm adaptable, I'm flexible. If, if things don't work out exactly how I want to each day, I don't I try not to get upset about it. Like I sort of go with the flow, but I do like to utilize my time as best as I can. You know, like I like to fit in as much as I can during a day. You know, like I like to get some type of workout every day. Um, you know, I also love to dance a lot too. So dancing in my mind counts as a workout, you know. I mean, I like to try to play drums whenever possible, you know, whether I'm playing on my electronic kit or going to a studio and playing on a real drum set you know, or work on some DJ sets, you know, just take a walk, explore, make some videos to sell on like clips for sale and many vids. Like I just, I, I like to stay busy. You know, I'm, I'm a really productive person and I don't like to waste time. Like I've never owned a television in my life. I'm not necessarily into just sitting and sitting around doing nothing. You know, I like to do things that help my brain grow and I like to learn and absorb new information so whatever, whatever I can do to obtain that, I'll do it. No, that makes sense. You know, so I try to do something to make money every day. <clears throat> no, yeah, for sure. I mean, there's nothing more um, worrying than sort of a generation of people that are so focused on watching TV. Do you know what I mean? They're like rather instead of educating themselves, they'd rather watch. I don't know what shows you have in America, but over here in England, we have like um eastenders or whatever and people are just almost zombies just watching the telly so for me i think like it's a good thing to maintain a routine away from that where you're educating yourself and you know keeping up your routines and your flexibilities and looking for new things to do i think it's like massive for the brain like learning something new it's always really good um yeah. <clears throat> sorry um so you said you was born in new york is that correct all right and thinking yeah. that, as I said how did you make the because you're in is it where are you now in LA in Los Angeles yeah yeah so how did you make the jump from sort of New York to LA like it must have been a big sort of like a scary thing to go do did you have like connections in LA in the first place or well I mean put it this way um you know I grew up on Long Island and uh it was a really good place to grow up I was surrounded by nature and nature preserves but just uh, the, the older I got, I realized I, I didn't want to live there. And I just um, after school, because I, I went to college in upstate New York for a little bit. And then I went to college on Long Island for a little bit. And once I was done with that, I just basically tried to save as much money as possible. And I started, you know, during school and before I went to college, I would take little trips to California and I would just couch surf and, and meet new friends and I crashed at friends' houses. And I just kind of winged it, you know, and I got to know the areas really well. And I first focused on San Diego because I was really into surfing at the time and just the, the outdoor life down there. And, uh, you know, once I got involved in the porn industry, I was going to Los Angeles so much that I decided to focus more on L.A., you know, so I just started networking and friends through music, through porn, through through everything, you know, and um, I, I'm not really afraid of traveling. I don't get homesick. I've always been pretty nomadic and, and on the go. So it was pretty natural for me. And, and I just, you know, 
I, I never wanted to live on Long Island. It's just, uh, I, I just couldn't wait to get the fuck out. You know, as soon as I turned 18, I was pretty much like, bye, you know? <laughs> so I go to, I visit a lot. I visit like every month or every other month to see my family. Cause I'm really close with them, but it's just, uh, I have no desire to stay there. You know, I just kind of created my own life and just moved on. So, um, what's it like sort of working in the porn industry? Well, it wasn't easy at first, you know, it's, it's been a lot of work, a lot of emotional strength. It's taken a lot of emotional strength to get where I am now because in the beginning, um, people were really nasty about it. I got harassed a lot you know, and I try to warn girls and guys that are thinking about getting involved in the industry just to think twice about it because a lot of people end up regretting it because once your stuff is out there, it's, it's forever out there and it's a Mm -hmm. part of your life, you know, and there's no turning back really because you don't own the material unless you're producing your own content. And for me, I was really indecisive in the beginning because I have so many other talents and I have a college background. I'm I'm a very educated person. And, you know, a lot of people were just shocked that I was like, I w- I chose this path, but I always wanted to be an entertainer and porn was just sort of like another way for me to get involved in a different industry. And I was already doing a lot of modeling and, uh, I was just curious what it would be like to get involved in porn. But yeah, I mean, in the beginning it was rough. You know, I got made fun of a lot. I got put on like revenge websites, people just trying to exploit my personal information and saying awful things about me on the internet. And um, it took me years to kind of clean up things on the internet and just to, to get where I'm at now to start working with better companies and, It's just, um, it was really tough in the beginning. It was, and I had serious doubts about it. I, but I told myself like, I wanted to get to a level and become a a successful porn star. And it's like, I've kind of sort of built my own niche and I'm happy where I'm at because I've stayed true to who I am. And, um, you know, fuck the haters, all those people that make fun of me. Like, I just kind of look at them now and I'm like, yeah. You know, you keep doing your thing. If you guys feel the need to to hurt other people, it just shows what type of people you are. Like, I'm living my life. I'm doing whatever I want. And, you know, I've, I've stayed true to myself through it all. So, but, sorry, to, to answer your question more directly, working in the porn industry, it's a little surreal sometimes, you know, because a lot of people don't view you as a normal person. Like, you're, you're kind of like an object. You're like the sex object to people. And, it's kind of been somewhat isolating in a way. A lot of people can't relate to me and my life, even though, you know, I, I'm, I'm really normal and down to earth. And, um, I just, uh, it's just another job to me. Mm. I really enjoy acting and I'm kind of an exhibitionist at times. So it's a good way for me to just get my energy out and I'm really comfortable with my sexuality. So it was just sort of like, okay, this works, you know, but it's not my life. You know what I mean? Like, it's just another job. Mm. No, I think it's um, sort of an interesting way to look at it. And like, I think the like 
based on my opinion on just what I've seen on social media is like people have many different layers so I think for those people out there that are just looking at you or looking at people in porn for example as like objects are like oh yeah this bitch just wants to get dick and blah 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 you know like whatever people like to comment I think they're like if small-minded and thick do you know what I mean to have this opinion because I don't think they can understand that there's many depths to to people do you know what I mean so like I've seen from your post you know you, you like being out in nature and you like playing the drums and you know you're into nutrition etc so I don't think um you know just defending your point that people shouldn't just view you personally as an object do you know what I mean I think that's just the dumbest way that people can view someone honestly most people are sheep and most people they they don't have a lot of depth to them and they just have really low frequency views on other people and their perspective on things it's just so narrow-minded so I don't even care like I don't let it get to me because I'm living my life and I'm living it to the fullest and you know, when, when I die one day before I hit the grave, I'm going to be really happy that I just did whatever I wanted. And I didn't really care what people thought, you know, and so many people just care too much about what other people think and they don't do what they really want to do in life. And they end up with a lot of regrets and look like getting fucked in the ass on camera is not really like something that I, I wanted to do. It just kind of happens. Like I had the opportunity to shoot porn. Companies are paying me a lot of money to have sex and to do things on camera for other people to jerk off to. So I'm kind of like, okay, sure. If you're going to pay me to do this, why not capitalize on it? You know, like I'm, I was, I'm already having sex as a person. So if someone's going to pay me to have sex with people that are tested in a safe environment, why not? You know, like I'm past the point of caring at this point, you know, and I just, um, like I said, I just look at it as another job. It, it's like, I'm a, I'm a performer, I'm acting, I'm, I'm producing content for other people to watch. And if, if people have a problem with that, it's kind of like, okay, move on, you know, yeah. like, there's billions of other people on this planet. Like you don't have to focus on my life, you know, go, go do your own thing. Like I don't really understand why people have to criticize other people's lives, but some people just have nothing better to do with their time. You, you know, know I, so. I find there's like these, um, you know, they may not be, but a lot of them are hypocrites anyways. It's like, how did they stumble across your stuff? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I know, right. Like, <laughs> you're clearly like beating off over me and then like wanting to slag me off like what the fuck's up with you like whatever your fantasy is like cool you know like you be you I'm doing me like let me get on with my shit um but I definitely like it's I'm glad that you mentioned the point about because I was gonna say it but I didn't really want to be rude and say like the whole you're having sex anyways so why not get paid for it do you know what I mean yeah, you know, like, like as long as it's in a clean way like if that makes sense like I, I wouldn't mind yeah. that <laughs> yeah I mean like the thing is I don't really recommend the industry to people often like there's very few people that I think are really capable of doing hmm. porn because you know it, it's not as easy as people think you know like I said dealing with other people criticizing you that's a really hard thing to deal with also just performing and being naked on camera it's really vulnerable 
you know, you're basically like exploiting your soul and, and your body for the world to see. And even though at the time you might not, Oh, it's not a big deal. Once you're in the situation and there's, there's like a, there's people in the room and there's camera people and there's PAs and there, and there's all these people just watching you naked you have to really be in the mindset and you have to be confident with yourself in order to do this, you know, because it's, it's difficult, you know, like I was sort of shy in the beginning and I got nervous at points and the more films I did, the more productions I did, I got more comfortable with myself and my body, you know, and, and people have criticized my body a lot over the years, you know, and, and made fun of certain things. People have made fun of my razor burn telling people have told me to get a boob job you know, like just, just all these different things. And I'm like, you know what? I, I like who I am. And if, if you don't like it, okay. You know, no one it's, it's whatever to each his own, you know? So you have to be comfortable in your own skin to work this industry. And like, I know some, some porn stars that they don't even watch their films afterward because they just don't want to see it. You know, I mean, personally, I love to watch my own films because that's how I learn and that's how I learned to improve, mm. you know, like I, I see myself at certain angles and I'm like, okay, well then, you know, I, I shouldn't do this. It's slightly unflattering or I need to, you know, put my head more like this or, you know, I just notice certain things, but yeah, it's just, uh, definitely have to be confident and, and self-assured to want in order to work in this industry. Yeah. I mean, um, it's like I think the saying is like it looks easier than it is do you know what I mean so like people yeah. are just like oh yeah well you just turn up and take a cock and then get paid and go home but like for me if just recording a home homemade movie with someone would be fucking hard do you know what I mean because you're potentially exposing yourself to just that person who's going to watch it back so to have many yeah. different people watch it back and put yourself out there for criticism as well as obviously you know like there are positive I'm sure there are positives as well and people some people are positive but to be able to put yourself out there and be criticized I think like shows good strength on the person that's doing that in my opinion so yeah. hopefully that touches. you know and you know it's like it's not just women like for men too you know like I'm talking about both genders and even like for males in order to, I mean, it's really difficult for men, you know, like I I'd say in a way it's, it's harder for men because you need to be able to stay hard on camera and then be able to come basically like on demand. I mean, depending on how the scene is like, you know, there's usually a time where like a, the producer would be like, okay, like we want the come shot like this and this or whatever. And the guy just sort of, you know, he needs to be able to do it. Mm -hmm. or else he's kind of not doing his job. And it's just, uh, it's a lot of pressure. It is, you know, on, on both people and you want it to come off as naturally as possible, but it's in a really artificial environment. I mean, there's bright lights, you know, like you have this, I, I, I wear, I'm wearing a lot of, usually I'm wearing like this makeup that I would never wear in real life. And it's just like, a very strange environment in order to just be like, okay, you're going to have sex with this person or you're going to, you know, be tied up and you have to do this. And it's just like, you got to be adaptable. You got to be able to do whatever the scene kind of calls for, you know, as long as you're comfortable with it. Yeah. So, I mean, um, 
a question uh, you don't have to answer, by the way, but is there, because I read, um, like, I don't know how recent this is now, but um, the, like, James Dean scandal, I don't know whether you'd heard of it over in LA, but he was, like, the porn star and there was women speaking out about maybe times that he hadn't listened to him or whatever. Do you ever... I'm not asking you to elaborate on that story um, that's been uh, mentioned, but do you ever like? Are you ever worried about maybe like those situations that could happen to you? If that makes sense, like where some like the male star you're acting with could take it too far, or do you know what I mean? I'm assuming like there's like safety words and stuff like that. Anyway, I, anyways, I assume. But um, have you ever like? Do you, does that ever come across your mind, like with like a co-star or whatever, or do you know about that person beforehand? Do you know what I mean? Like, walk me through the process on that. You don't have to answer, yeah. by the way. <laughs> no, it's fine. I'm, I'm, I don't mind answering. I mean, that situation, like I've never worked with James Dean personally, so I, I can't really comment directly on that. But I definitely have been in situations where I didn't really necessarily like how. The, either the male talent or or the camera people or something like they just assume like oh this porn star you know she she's she's a porn star so she's just down to party or she's down to do whatever and I make it a point when I walk into that room or or the the studio or the the mansion wherever the fuck I am I make it a point to be respected you know and and if someone crosses a boundary then I'm out. You know, it's like I'm here to do a job and I'm, I'm being a professional and I expect the other people to be professionals. Like I'm not a swinger in my private life. I'm not I'm not like that. I'm not a party animal. I don't drink alcohol. I don't even do drugs like I, I smoke weed, you know, and I just uh, I'm really I look at it as a job. And if, if if I'm uncomfortable by anyone that I'm working with, I'll let them know. Like, I'm not afraid to speak my mind, you know? Like, I don't like to cause drama, but if, if someone is, like, you know, say, just slaps my ass or does something like that, I'm like, hey, watch it. Mm. You know, it's we're, we're doing something, we're producing content, but I don't want you to treat me like I'm a piece of meat because I'm fucking not, yeah. you know? So, yeah, like, you know, I, I absolutely, I kind of just assert this energy where people know to respect me. And if they, if they don't, if they don't, then I'm not going to work with them. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, so, no. Makes. Like, usually I don't have that issue, but it's happened for sure. A couple times, you know, I think that's it as well. It's like, um, if you're going to turn up and be a professional, you obviously expect that back. Like it's not, um, I mean, my view on it could be like, you, you're already, struggling not struggling that's probably the wrong word but you're already going on there and having to deal with this emotional situation of getting naked and all these lights and this cameraman and you're having sex with you know like um someone that you haven't really met or been around with much and then you've got some guy fucking being rude or slapping your ass and treating you like a bit of meat you're kind of just like i don't fucking need this you know what i mean like be a professional exactly exactly it's just, uh, yeah, you know, fortunately I don't really have to deal with that often, but if it does come up, like I'm not, I'm not afraid to stand up for myself, you know, like you have to in this mm -hmm. industry, like if you want to be looked at as a professional, you have to act as a professional, 
You know what I mean? And and there's a lot of blurry lines in the adult industry because a lot of men or or even women, like it's not just about men dominating women. It's like people think that, you know, people in porn, they, they're this certain way sometimes. When in reality, it's like not everyone is the, the stereotype that people think. Like I'm not, you know what I mean? Like I, it's just whatever, you know, like you, you get what I'm saying, but yeah. It's just, uh, you gotta just be, you gotta stand up for yourself for sure. So how do you deal with like, this is always like something that's, um, interested me in, in, in porn. It's like, how do you deal with the emotional side of it? So what I mean by that is like, have you ever like fallen for a guy you're having sex with? Do you know what I mean? Like there's gotta be, is there like ever, how to explain it? There's gotta be like some attractions and some there's like no attraction. Like how do you get past that barrier where for example you turn up there's a guy on set you don't find him attractive at all how do you get stimulated to perform do you know what I mean yeah I mean that's definitely you know something that I deal with but um I've made it a point from the beginning to not get involved with anyone in the adult industry because first off like in all honesty I would never date a male porn star I, I wouldn't even want to date a director. Like I, I just don't, I don't have an interest in dating someone that works in porn because I do it because it's a job, you know what I mean? And it has its yeah. perk, but I have so many other interests in life that are more important that I just wouldn't want to date someone that was involved in this industry because like, I kind of just, I look at it as just a, you know, just another thing I do for work, but I don't want to bring it home with me. You know what I mean? I already deal with it enough. No, no, so, no, that makes sense to me. It's like you don't, uh, like the saying that we use that you might have heard is like, don't mix business with pleasure. So, for example, me being a personal trainer, it's like, don't sleep with your clients. Do you know what I mean? Like, because yeah. it's not not a good image. And obviously you sleep with that person and they're still coming to your sessions. Other clients can notice it. So, and as well as there's other issues as well, like if you sleep with a client, they can be like, yo, what the fuck was you doing? Like touching that person, correcting their technique. Like you looked a bit flirty with them and you're like, no, I'm just trying to run business here. Like, do you know what I mean? So I couldn't, yeah. I can relate to your point and I understand exactly, you know, like what you're saying with that and, you know, fair play in, in those decisions and sticking to them. Um, so it's like, obviously another thing I wanted, I was interested in is like the money in porn goods. Like, is it well paid or how, how is it paid? For example, is it, different per film or whatever like what's the scale yeah well i mean you know for starters i just want to kind of state that you know porn isn't really what it used to be as far as you know before tube sites like Pornhub and x videos there used to be a lot more money in porn you know stars were paid definitely more than they are now but um you know i'm I'm not complaining because the money is good. Like in one shoot, I can make anywhere between a grand and 1500, you know, like I really just mainly have done anal and boy girl and some girl girl and masturbation stuff. And, but you know, it's, it's nice because like I can do one shoot in a week and I'm making the amount of money that someone with maybe a nine to five job would be making in a week or even two weeks, you know? So it's like there are perks in that way. Like I can make a large sum of money pretty quickly 
for, you know, and it's a fairly easy day of work. Um, it doesn't take too much time up. But uh, the thing is, like, I, I haven't, I don't shoot that much compared to other porn stars I know. Like, you know, mainly because I have a lot of tattoos and sometimes that limits me with what work I can get. And um, also it's just like, I don't want to put too much pressure on my body. Like, I don't want to be shooting multiple times a week because I just don't think that's healthy. You know what I mean? Like, I, I like to just take care of my body and give it rest and be able to do everything else I want to do, you know? But um, definitely the perk of, like, the, the money-making and porn, I have time to do my other hobbies. Like, I can work on music. I can DJ. I can play drums. I can write, you know? Um, whereas I've worked a lot of 9-to-5 jobs in the past, you know, uh, in the past. I mean, dude, like, I used to work on farms, I used to landscape, you know, like I worked at Trader Joe's. I've had so many different types of jobs and worked my ass off, you know, and it's like, I'm not a little princess that has just got shit easy her whole life. Like I've worked my ass off and it's just, I do enjoy the sort of lifestyle I can have now by doing porn or, and, and doing this type of modeling because I have a flexible schedule, you know, and I can be my own boss. But I know what it's like to be on the other side of the spectrum, too. So it's like, you know, th there's there's perks and downsides of it. But overall, like, you know, I'd say if you're a business person and you look at it with a logical mindset and you're good with your money, you can definitely do well by doing porn. But it's different for everyone. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I mean, like, it's um something that, I'm learnt like so I've started my own fitness business over here um, because I don't want to work like a shitty nine to five job like working in a call centre taking phone calls from people or whatever you know that's not really where my aspirations lie so I thought if I do fitness and run my own like boot camps and fitness classes and whatever then that would free up a lot more of my time and I can you know if I get ten people that turn up to a class and I'm charging them I don't know, 20 quid each, you know, I've made a good amount of money just for like one hour's work. So, yeah. and then that kind of sets me up for the week to be able to do some of my other interests, such as, you know, meditating or going out for nature walks or seeing friends, walking my dog. Do you know what I mean? It frees up a lot more. So I found like when I was working these like nine to five, nine to five jobs, like mentally, I was just unhappy because I wasn't being able to pursue other avenues that I'd, I'd enjoy so I guess like in the sense of what you're saying as well is like you can do one shoot and get paid 1500 you know for that one one day's work for example and then you've got six days to do whatever the fuck you want do you know what I mean and push elsewhere do you see yourself yeah. working in the porn industry for a long time or is it kind of you know I'm going to make some money here and then I'm going to invest and do other things or you don't have to say by the way it's you know no, it's okay. Um, I, yeah, I don't have an interest in working in porn long term. I never did, you know, like my aspiration in life was to never really be a porn star, but it just kind of happened. And, uh, I, you know, I'm in it mainly, it's a really good promotional tool. It's great for building a following and building my brand, you know, and, and to save money fairly quickly. But, you know, I'd say like this year, I really want to transition fully into music. 
And so that's kind of my goal, you know, and I'll kind of just, I, I take what I, what I get with porn, you know, like, but I also, the thing with porn is it can open up other doors. Like for instance, I do feature dancing at strip clubs, you know, like I, I do a lot of dancing. That's a great, that's a great source of income that I can do whenever I want. I can webcam whenever I want. And because I'm, I have the following from porn, people want to see me on webcam. Hmm. So like kind of my own boss with that, I can just jump on and turn my webcam on whenever, you know, but, um, it's really up to me. Like, it's up to me how much I want to work. Like how much do I want to bust my ass? And I don't know, like I also sell my own videos and I, I make my own content and sell them on many vids and clips for sale. And I make custom videos for fans and, you know, I, I do private Skype shows. I sell my underwear. I sell used clothing. Like I do a lot of different things to just constantly have different avenues of income coming in. So I'm realistic. So, you know, when people in porn, like you, you kind of have a shelf life in a way, especially women, unless you want to really go in and become like a MILF and do, and do certain types of porn like that. But I don't really have an interest in doing that. So I'm going to just like rock it for as long as I can take everything I can get from it and then just move on with my life. You know, that's a fucking strange, um, fetish in it is buying people's clothes <laughs> do you know what I mean like each to their own but like you know it's like yo can I purchase some of your knickers because I just want to smell them like or whatever like or wear them in the house like, I don't get it but I'm sure people pay serious bucks for that shit but it's not something I've never fucking understood anyways obviously like we spoke about you know people <laughs> having <laughs> well I mean what the fuck is up with that it's the same with foot fetishes I've never understood it but whatever like hopefully you don't have a foot fetish but I've never understood it um so we obviously touched on people having like many different layers um you were saying that you you're interested in the music industry you do producing and um obviously I've seen a few of your videos live videos where you're on the drums etc um, are you part of a, a band at all or anything like that? I was, I, I was, um, you know, I, I'd love to be in another band again. I just, uh, I had a falling out with one of the, the bands I was in and it just didn't work out, you know, like they didn't really have the availability that I had and we were kind of on different pages. So, um, I've just been kind of jamming with people, you know, doing a lot of studio sessions and stuff with, with friends and, um, I'm trying to just find the right fit again, you know, because being in a band is like being in a relationship and you spend so much time with that people you're working together. And so I'm just, this time I'm really trying to make sure that I find people that are really on the same page as me. And they're, they're cool with the whole porn thing, because believe it or not, um, there are some musicians that like, they can't really, they don't want to deal with me being involved in the adult industry. And I, I kind of like, I'm surprised sometimes because I'm like, look, it's just another way to bring in a crowd, you know, like I can promote cross promoting is great. Mm. I can promote on all my social media like, hey, I'm I'm playing drums in, in my band at this show. Come by. And it's a really awesome way to like sell tickets and to bring more people to come to shows. But um, so I just want to make sure the chemistry is right before I get into another band. And um, but yeah, I mean, there's really nothing like playing music with people. It's it's my favorite thing to do in the world, you know? Like, you're, you're like, speaking on, in a different language to each other, and there's this energy that's, that's, you know, passing through everyone, and 
it's just it's like the best high in the world no drug nothing could come close to that feeling of like making music with people you mm. know so i really no. live for that it's better than sex <laughs> do you know what like it's uh it's weird you say that because um Eminem come to England and he performed at Wembley and I've I've been a massive Eminem fan since I was young so I went to see him and you know he had like quite a big crowd there and it was just such a fucking buzz like and I'm not even playing the music or making the music I'm just there like admiring this guy who I followed for for so long and the high that I got from that like was just madness and I remember um, it was at Wembley Stadium and I was on like the top floor um, looking down and there was it wasn't even Eminem performing at the time it was like a warm up act and um, he was playing some like drum and bassy dubstep and anyways he like had the music like really quiet and he like raised his hand and then he like dropped the beat in and everyone went fucking nuts and it just gave me this like tingling feeling I was like Jesus Christ like I never felt that before or anything and I was like fuck me like this is it's sort of like it sounds really really gay to say but it's like orgasmic do you know what I mean it's like such a high it's like a buzz of adrenaline and everything so um you know I can relate and obviously it's a little bit different when you're playing it because you're creating it so I'm sure it's like an even higher buzz but yeah I mean I think the music's like a massive um for me like it's it's a massive relaxant like even if I'm listening to like heavy rock I'm just like shaking my head going mad like even if I'm in the gym or whatever, but after I'm just like so chilled and just like, yeah, I'm glad I listened to that song or whatever. But um, what's your favorite band? You know, I get asked this a lot. It's, it's really hard to choose, but I'll, I'll list you some of my favorite bands because it's really, I can't choose one, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say like my top are probably Pantera, Opeth, Corrosion of Conformity, um, Clutch, Pink Floyd, Metallica, um, I mean, The Doors, I like The Rolling Stones a lot, you know, like, I like a lot of metal, progressive metal, heavy rock, psychedelic rock, classic rock, you know, um, it's hard for What's your, um, sorry, because I'm a massive uh, Pink Floyd fan. Like, I went and saw their, I can't remember what they're called, you know, like, not Pink Floyd, but an act that does all their songs, I, I forget what you call them, like a tribute act, um, so I went oh, and saw yeah. Pink Floyd, like a, a tribute act of Pink Floyd, and I've, they're probably one of my all-time favourite bands, like, what's one of your favourite songs done by them, if you don't mind? Like, obviously uh, it's so hard to pick, isn't it? <laughs> like, what's one, yeah. what's one, what's one of your favourite solos? Like, there you go. Well, okay, well... I've seen Roger Waters live. I saw him on Long Island years ago and one of the best nights of my life. But, um, you know, if I were to choose like a favorite song, I mean like some of my favorite albums, obviously like dark side of the moon. I love animals. I love metal. Um, I love obscured by clouds, you know, but one of my all time favorite songs by Pink Floyd, it's, um, it's on dark side of the moon and it's, it's us and them but then it segues into any color you like. Mm. And that guitar solo has just always been hands down. One of my favorite songs of all time. I mean, I've, I've must've listened to that song thousands of times, you know, but, um, obscured by clouds, like some of the instrumental songs on that. I, I just love, I mean, animals 
Sheep is one of my favorite songs, like dogs, you know, I just, um, it's really hard for me to choose, you know, and then I love, I love some of their earlier stuff with Sid Barrett, but, um, yeah, oh, I don't live know. At, um, live at Pompeii is one of my, um, sort of favorite, like, oldies of theirs, but obviously comfortably numbs like a massive uh if you've ever seen like the live version of comfortably numb at pulse it's like i definitely would yep. recommend it it's like s- such it. a good solo but um it's great. <laughs> it's a whole wall too you know like i love that album I, it's it's hard for me to choose but I mean, um dark side you know, of the moon right? Come on. i'm sorry i don't mean to interrupt but i have this tattoo <laughs> the dark side of the moon right there this is like yeah. one of my first tattoos I mean, I got to cover it up a little bit, but, um, yeah, you know, Pink Floyd, uh, definitely got me through a lot of darker times when I was younger, you know, it's, uh, they're definitely my top. For sure. I mean, um, if you haven't tried this yet, a friend of mine got massively high, so he got stoned basically, like, on some good weed and, uh, he just put, like, turned off all the lights in his room and put on the Dark Side of the Moon album and, uh, he said to me, like you got to do it man it's just it'll get you it'll make you feel some weird feelings like it's like you'll re, you'll appreciate the album so much more if you're just high as fuck listening to it in a dark room so if you've never done it that's my recommendation for you basically <laughs> it's to get high yeah. and listen to pink floyd pink floyd dark side of the moon um so you said uh you're gigging uh i think i saw a post on your instagram either today or earlier today or yesterday um about a few places that you're going to be sort of going to and performing are you doing that on your own or with a few other people um well I host a lot of shows too like I I put together a lot of shows with bands and um in like a week I'm going to be in New York and I'm throwing this metal show on Long Island so I'll be performing a little bit there but you know I just I'm, I'm friends with a lot of the bands I put on the lineup and you know so that'll be a fun night I'm excited I'm looking forward to that I threw one at the same spot around Christmas and um you know I I really love hosting events too you know and that's something that I might want to get seriously into you know once I'm more out of porn you know I, I love putting together shows and events it's just a lot of work you know but um yeah so I have that coming up and uh some different festivals I might I might go to this year and I'm just uh I just got to sort of like work my schedule out for the next few months because I'm sort of all over the place sometimes. So it's hard to commit to like shows, but, um, I definitely want to start playing live more, you know, it's just, it's just, I want to be in a band again, you know, cause Mm like you can't really do much as a drummer, like solo, you know, unless I like hook, I, I could rig rig up like my, a DJ controller and, and with the drum set and like do some live, like, drum and bass dj things but i would rather work with someone else you know and or or work with the band so you know things will will progress in the next few months when did you um sort of when did you learn to play the drums like is that years back or recently no um i in elementary school we were you know we picked an instrument and i pr- i picked percussion And, uh, I just loved it, you know, even when I was a kid and I got my first drum kit when I was in sixth or seventh grade 
and I got more into jamming and making music with people. Like I've been in like every type of band you can imagine. I mean, jazz bands, symphonic bands, concert bands. Like I was such a band geek in, in high school and college and, um, you know, but th there were certain points, like I went to college originally for art and, um, for graphic design and photography. I went to art school for two years. And during that time, like I, I would, I wasn't, pa I wasn't playing drums as much. And I'm really upset with that. I kind of put it on the back burner. So then once I left to there, I started playing like nonstop again, you know, it's just, it will always be my biggest passion. I know that, um, you know, and then I, I switched and went for sociology and nutrition. And, uh, you know, I, I never really liked college that much. And I'm kind of happy that I didn't go to college for music because it might have, like, made me slightly bitter because mm -hmm. that's what it for art, you know. Like, I no longer was it, – it like, doing photography and, and graphic art became, like, a, a chore. You know, it was no longer really enjoyable when I went to school for it. So, um you know, I still, I still do it as a hobby now and whatnot, but it's just, uh, yeah, drums has always just been one of my favorite things to do. You know, it's just, it's such a good release. It's a good way for me to get out energy and, um, I love it. Yeah. Nice. So what are your views like? Cause obviously you're saying about the drums and how you're releasing sort of energy and, you know, you maybe even frustrations, etc. Like what's your beliefs on this? Like, I think you touched on certain points in, in by uh sorry I'm mumbling about uh so with energy obviously it kind of touches to me on like the side of like spirituality and like vibrations I think you mentioned like about like some people being on like a low frequency or whatever so like what's your views on how that sort of works does that make sense to you in what I'm saying so for you and yourself you go out in nature a lot like is this how you refuel yourself does that make sense? Yes. Um, well, for starters, I mean, like, I'm not religious. You know, I, I actually went to Catholic school when I was younger for a little bit, and it was awful. And um, regardless, that's pointless. But um, I've always been really in touch with just energy. You know, like, I'm, I'm, I guess you could consider me, like, an empath, if you ever heard that term. Yeah. Someone that's sort of overly empathetic and is just very sensitive to energy and I've really learned to filter it, you know, and to kind of protect myself. But yet, like, everywhere I go, everything I do, I just, I feel everything to such a heightened way. And um, it allows me to get in touch with sort of living this way in life where I can often, like, manifest my reality. Like, if I want something bad enough, I can literally kind of focus enough on it where I can get it. You know, like I can achieve it. Um, you know, I'm very into just personal growth and, and like, I can't say that I'm, I don't follow any sort of belief system. Like I kind of just live life in my own way and I've sort of created my own spirituality. But, um, you know, if I really were to say like nature is my God, you know, like nature, just nature is God, you know, just that's, that's what I live for. I mean, I don't even particularly like humans very much, you know, like I, for me to really recharge, I need to be outdoors in nature away from civilization, you know, and, and I need it constantly. Like I need to, to refuel my batteries a lot 
because a lot of people are leeches, a lot of situations in life, it's draining. It, it takes your energy away. And if, if you don't refuel yourself, then you're going to be depleted and you're going to be like this empty shell, you know? So especially like working in the adult industries and the music industries, it's, it's very exhausting physically, mentally, emotionally. And so I just really need to make sure I take time to, to be inspired, you know, to just, to look at landscapes and to look at nature and to look at animals and insects and just to be like motivated that there is beauty in life, you know, like there, I don't really find humans beautiful. I'm not even really attracted to humans. Like I'm attracted to just, just life. nature. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. Just, uh, humans don't really motivate me. You know, I, I'm motivated by just, uh, feeling life to the fullest and uh it's it's kind of hard to explain you know what no, i mean no, i think i can i can make sense of what you're saying because i'm i'm exactly like whilst you've been saying that I'm, i can relate to it like i'm so similar in in that i work in an industry where i'm working with people all the time but i hate people because I just think like society is just corrupt like people care about the wrong things or whatever and that bothers me because I can almost I don't know like you said like about being an empath it's like you're I want to help them like why do you care about all this bullshit when you've got all of this like around you to go see to go hiking and see this true beauty of the planet almost like you know these insects and these flowers and this uh like uh scenic view and yet you just want to go home and watch fucking geordie shaw or something and waste time doing that so little situations like that bother me and like emotionally i want to help these people and but then i find that that drains my battery so then i'm having to go out and chill in the woods or whatever and just relax and get myself focused again do you know what i mean it's like this almost uh society is like trying to pull me into this trap and i'm kind of go in there for a little bit and then have to break away and refuel myself before coming back and dealing with people because energy is like contagious so if you're around people that are sort of negative or letting off this low vibration i feel like for myself that i absorb it too much and that can fuck me up yeah, exactly. I mean, put it this way. I'm I'm just really selective who I spend my time with. And it's gotten more and more selective. The older I've got, the more down this path I'm going, you know, and, and also, I can really relate to few to less and less people, like the more successful I become in my own way, the fewer people I want around me. Like if if I do like, I'm a very social person, I need to be and I'm good with people. Like I'm a very much an adaptable chameleon, like I said before, but in reality, like I, I'm really just, I don't really like to be around most people because most people, they, they don't inspire me. They're not really on my wavelength. They don't really motivate me. You know, they're, they're consumed with just superficial bullshit that I have mm. no interest in, you know, and it's just, uh, especially in the adult industries, there's a lot of low frequency people, people that have priorities that are just not similar to mine. And so I am really careful with the friends I keep. And, you know, for me to want to spend time with someone, it's because I'm, I'm either learning from them, we're making money, 
or we're, we're doing something creative where there's like, it, it's productive. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't like to waste time with people doing stupid shit, you know? Yeah. And like, I would rather be doing my own thing. And I, I very much love to be alone, you know? And I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. I think it's healthy to spend time by yourself. Like if, if you don't love yourself, you're not going to be able to love anyone else. Nice. You know what I mean? No, yeah, I mean, a lot of what you're saying are, like, things I've studied. Um, so, for example, like, the law of attraction or whatever you want to call it, you know, um, The Secret. Um, I read, like, a couple of their books, and they touch on similar things as to what you're saying, like, love yourself before you can love others, or how can you expect anyone to love you if you don't love yourself? Um, yeah. So, you know, these are definitely all... I mean, for me, it's, again, like, the superficial stuff, so... If I'm hanging around in society, people are like, oh, yeah, like, did you see that thing on Facebook? And, oh, did you hear about that guy on Facebook? And I'm like, come on, look, there's more to, like, I want to talk about the universe. Do you know what I mean? Like, I want to talk about things that are going to make me smarter and more intelligent. I don't want to talk about this low frequency, who slept with who bullshit. Do you know what I mean? I don't really care. Um, so that's why, like, I have to spend a lot of time by myself because I have to, like refocus on what my interests are and if you spend so much time being in this crowd you suddenly start to think and feel like them slightly and I think that's like where I've learned to it's like demoralizing for myself and zaps my energy so I have to come back to being on my own to refocus my points on what I'm interested in so yeah, exactly. you know whether you can relate um, I mean I kind of consider myself at this point like an observer of life you mm -hmm. know people are often just distractions, you know, or people are sometimes mirrors, you know, and you meet certain people because they reflect things that you need to see within yourself. Or, you know, some people are, are just doors that you open up and they bring you to new levels, you know, and they introduce you to new things. And I'm very happy with who I am at this point, you know, and I'm always growing, I'm always evolving. But I like to meet people that are also very comfortable with who they are and we can enjoy and share information and enlighten each other and help each other grow. You know, like I only want to be around someone if they're genuinely wanting to help me grow because then I'm going to want to do the same for them. Yeah. You know, anyone that is just trying to bring you down, I cannot be around it. You know, I feel sick when I'm around these people you know, and so I just, I just separate myself. And sometimes people have, have accused me of being cold, you know, or almost like desensitized or, or monotone. And it's because like, I sort of shut myself off because I don't want these people getting into me. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? So yeah. I kind of like put this barrier up and protect myself and I'm not doing it to be me. And I'm doing it just because I don't want them like infiltrating my soul <laughs> you know like i just keep them at a distance mm. so it's good no, to be selective you know yeah i mean they're like um there's people out there that are just like leeches you know they want to suck your blood basically <laughs> it's a simple yeah. like, they want to suck your energy from you they want to leech off you and you're kind of just like whatever you know like i need to distance myself from you i don't want to open up to you because what we're because i'm sure like you know from uh previous relationships that you may have had or whatever there's certain people that you clash with and it's like so for example I'll use an experience for me if i'm in a toxic relationship 
like the barrier comes up I cut them off I'm cold like I have no interest I don't care because it's not beneficial to me and my energy and my happiness and it can be quite selfish but I think you've got to adapt to that ruthlessness in life to be able to cut people off that aren't serving you and your energy Mm -hmm. do you know what I mean I'm sure that you can relate to that in life where you've even like friends or whatever that you've just had to just cut off you're just like look you're no good for me you're not benefiting me in any way absolutely I've had to do that a lot you know especially like the more involved in porn I've gotten and you know I've just uh I've had to really restrict my my circle of friends and I have a lot of acquaintances but I keep most people like kind of at a diff uh, a distance, you know, like it's, it's really rare for me to want to really get close to someone. And, um, like I said, it's not because I'm like, I'm a bad person and I want everyone to feel good, but it's just, I have to look out for myself, especially because I'm, I'm completely independent, you know, like I'm self-sufficient and if I'm not on top of my shit, then I'm not ever going to be where I am. Like I'm my own boss, you know? And, I have to be really, really careful of the people that I let into my life, you know, because a lot of people too, they just, they want to take advantage of you. They, they want to use you for their own selfish means. And I just always have my guard up, you know, but, uh, I try to do it in the most like humane, nice way, but it's just, uh, that's life, you know? Yeah. That's one thing I've learned is like, there is this, there's no nice way in cutting someone off because either way they're still getting hurt so it's something that I need to learn because I'm quite ruthless I'm just like fuck this like you're gone do you know what I mean like and people have always been like oh you're quite um harsh or whatever and I'm just like yeah whatever or maybe I could do it nice but in the end the outcome's the same and it's still gonna feel shit so you know whatever yeah. um you said obviously you studied nutrition what effects do you like because I'm interested in the effects in the saying that you are what you eat. So is that like something that you can relate to in the sense of like, if you have like a good nutrition, you're eating well, it's going to affect you better than if you're eating shit and fooling your body with shit. Obviously you've studied nutrition probably to a better level than I have. So maybe you can give me your opinion on that view. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm probably, I would probably be one of the most intense person you could, people you would meet as far as nutrition goes. I mean, like my diet is mainly raw food. I'm, I'm mainly a raw vegan. I don't really like to label myself, but I take a lot of supplements too. And my journey in nutrition kind of began when I was younger. I had a lot of allergies. Um, you know, I have a gluten intolerance. I had really bad Crohn's issues and, um, my bowels were just really sensitive. I, I couldn't digest lactose, casein, um, most animal proteins just never really agreed with me and a lot of grains, you know, gluten especially, but even like brown rice and certain things, if I have like, I'm, I'm just sensitive to a lot of things. And so I began to like really get into enzymes and probiotics and certain things to fix my digestive health. And once I sort of mastered my digestive tract, I was able to kind of focus on the nutrients I really needed to be absorbing because I was really underweight as a kid. And, um, I didn't get my period till I was 18 years old because I didn't have enough fat on my body. So my body couldn't basically produce hormones. And 
you know, so it took me a while to like correct certain things that were going on, you know, within my body. And once I did that, I just became so obsessed with like what every food, every supplement was doing. And I'm very like hypersensitive and aware of what I put it into my body. And I try to think of like human bodies, like a, like a car, like a vehicle, you know, you have to maintain it for it to run properly and you got to put the right fuel in it. And it's just, I, I have my regimens, you know, like I, I do a lot of smoothies with, with green superfoods and, and plant-based protein powders. And, you know, I just, um, like I said, mainly raw food, but I, uh, I am so strict with my diet and it's something that will never change because I love the way I feel and I would never want to change it. You know what I mean? Like I just, I feel so good and my, my immune system is so strong and it has to be because, you know, in a way like me, me doing porn and certain things, like I'm sort of putting my body more at risk and I may, you know, even traveling a lot, you know, I'm putting my body to, to more exposure to germs and bacteria. So I have to make sure my body is in such strong, like the strongest possible state that it can be in, you know what I mean? But, um, I also work with a lot of organic food brands. I do sales for them. I do promo work. I work a lot of expos and, um, I'm just really passionate about organic brands that, you know, want people to feel the best. So. Have you ever heard of, um, broccoli sprouts? Yeah. I mean, I, I eat a lot of sprouted super greens and I really only eat, um, grains that are sprouted. Like I have a lot of sprouted buckwheat, sprouted millet, mm. you know, I, I only eat nuts and seeds if they're sprouted. Um, but yeah, I, I, I love sprouts and wow, I think I have a splinter in my hand. I'm just looking at it now. That's <laughs> right. There's a, um, you can find it on YouTube, like with a quick search, but, um, there's a woman called Dr. Rhonda pa- uh, Patrick who basically talks about, um, broccoli sprouts, which I've just grown my own and eaten them recently. And, uh, they're like probably one of the best superfoods you can have. So you buy the seeds, put them in a jar put some water in, leave them for a week, clean them three times a day and they sprout and grow and you can eat them uh, yeah. really quick to, to you know, grow or whatever. But um, yeah, they, they've got loads of benefits to them. They're like between 10 and 100 times um, better than, between 10 and 100 times better than most foods that are beating cancer or preventing cancer as well as um anti-aging it's really good for inflammation of the joints um but yeah she she does like a there's like a three minute video and then there's a couple of other longer videos where she goes into a bit more detail about this new food that she's kind of ranting about but yeah like if you're not eating broccoli sprouts give them a try i'm sure you can get them where you are and and literally really simple to to have even if you're not eating even if you are eating them consume loads more because they've been working wonders for me and my joints at the moment yeah i mean sprouted greens in general are amazing just because you know anytime you cook food you destroy enzymes and nutrients you know and so the more raw foods and sprouted foods you're eating the higher alkaline your diet you know the healthier you're going to be and um 
cancer, most bacteria, it's going to breed in acidic environments. So you eat raw foods, like you have more just bioavailable nutrients coming in, absorbs right into your bloodstream. You know, you have the enzymes that are present in the foods and like sprouting broccoli, for instance, broccoli is a cruciferous vegetable. It's super high in sulfur, which is naturally detoxing. You know what I mean? It's great for joints and Broccoli is just so, it's so high in vitamin C, vitamin A, but when you cook it, you kind of like destroy certain properties of the plant, you know, but I, I love sprouts. Like I, I consume a lot of sprouts and, you know, I have them in powders a lot, but, um, that's awesome that you, you eat those, you know, I, I agree with you a hundred percent on that. (laughs) Yeah, I'm trying to grow my own food in my garden, but it's fucking, it's not turning out well because, uh, my dog caught him the other day having a shit in my fucking soil, so I've had to like clear it all out, and yeah, it's it's fucked me in the ass basically because it's spring. Obviously, everything's meant to be sort of slowly blossoming, and yeah, I've shot myself in the foot and left it maybe a little bit too soon. But yeah, my dog, the little bastard, decided to take a dump on my my yeah. food that was growing, <laughs> which is kind of awful. But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean. Uh, for me like a massive advocate of diet and like touching on the cancer thing i've read quite a lot of articles saying like cancer can't grow in a high alkaline body so you know and i kind of think that reflects on people's lifestyles that yeah cancers i think the statistics shown in the uk was like every one in two people will get cancer and i think a lot of it's reflective on what people are eating such as like cans of coke and doritos and takeaways and shit do you know what i mean yeah i i mean like i i can't even i get so upset when i observe how people are i mean i just like it, it just it, it absolutely baffles me when i see how some people live and how they eat and I, I like can't even get upset about it because it's like, okay, if you want to do that to your body, go do it, you know, but these people, they, they just don't know any better and they have no self-awareness, you know, and it's just, um, it, it makes me sick. It really does. And even like people smoking cigarettes and like, I've never smoked a cigarette in my life, you know, and just, just doing certain things. Why would you purposely consume certain foods or beverages or, or do some lifestyle habits like smoking cigarettes where you know it's not benefiting your body, but people do it anyway. You know what I mean? Because they just don't care. Or, you know, they, they want to say, oh, well, I don't have time to cook or I don't have a lot of money or this. Like, it's bullshit. It's really just self-discipline, you know, and a lot of people just don't have it and health is just not their priority. And then they wonder when they have diabetes and cancer and, and all these health issues, where do you think you got it from? You know, like I have no self pity. Like I don't, you know, it's like, good. I'm glad you're dying. Cause we, we need to get rid of people on this planet. Like you, you know, I, that sounds terrible, but it's like survival of the fittest bitch. You know, like if you're not going to take care of your body, then you should die off. Like I feel really strongly about that, you know? And then these people, they're just put on drugs and pharmaceutical medicine and they're just sustaining this, awful health and they're just existing they're not living they're existing you know and they're just abiding by each day and god it's like these people are just a waste of space but i just feel really strongly about that i get really bitter you know and it's like these companies like monsanto and and they're they're ruining farmers lives and trying to 
you, you know what I mean? Like the, the government wants people to get sick. So then they, they can go to these doctors and these pharmaceutical pharmaceutical places and get drugs, you know, and it's just it's just awful this awful cycle. Yeah, you know, I mean, and I wish the, we were more aware the pharmaceutical industry like because I study a lot of well I've read a lot of stuff on it and most of the stuff I read is obviously American based but the pharmaceutical industry the cancer industry for etc like for example and the pharmaceutical industry and the cancer industry for example is worth a lot of money do you know what I mean to a lot of people like chemotherapy and that so yep. if it's making people money why the fuck are they going to want you to feel better do you know what I mean like why exactly. are they going to scam it's really a scam yeah, and it's that- like you know it it's just that's where the money is you know like you said even doctors they, they're not even making as much money now because pharmacists you know people that they, they doctors make money by prescribing drugs mm-hmm. you know what i mean and it's just i hardly even go to the doctor ever i mean i i go to my physician to get blood work done like every other month you know in addition to getting tested for porn every 14 days but like i am such a hypochondriac like i'm a freak with 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 my health you know like i always got to make sure that my levels are right you know i'm not deficient in anything but it just amazes me some people they they don't even think about their body and i'm like well, how like this is what's getting you through life you know mm-hmm. what i mean like why wouldn't you want to take care of it why wouldn't you want to make it a priority and people just have excuses, you know, and it's just uh, bullshit. Me, <laughs> but if that's how people want to live, you know, you can't change how they think, you know. It's, no, I mean they've been programmed in that, uh, programmed a certain way, and haven't woke up to it yet, I guess. But I think the saying's like, "There's no greater wealth than health." Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, if, if someone's really ill, they'll give. Uh, a fuck ton of money to be feeling better but on the other end of the spectrum the government or whatever have kind of used that there's no greater wealth than health uh no greater wealth than health by saying we'll make you sick so then we can make money from it so for example like you're saying with like nutrition nutrition can make you healthy like if you're ill like i've read enough articles to know that there's certain foods you can eat etc that can benefit your health stop you being ill and even reverse some sickness effects but your doctor isn't going to tell you that if they're making money from prescribing you medication so rather than actually fixing the issue they're just kind of i don't know masking it if that makes sense yeah i mean a lot of doctors they don't like well people in general you know they don't want to fit they don't want to fix the root causes of their problems Mm. they just want a quick pill for something to go away and it's just like why you know yeah. you either fix the problem at the root so it's gone and you don't have to continue to deal with it or what you just keep taking your magical pills and, and just expect that your life's going to get better like I don't know I just I, I can't I can't live like that you know and if I even think something's remotely wrong with me I need to get to the bottom of it right away you know and I want to fix it and I'll, I'll do a cleansing fast and I'll take a ton of supplements. I'll just clean my body out and, and make sure I get to the source of the problem, you know? And like, I, I rarely ever get sick ever, you know? I mean, I, like, I can't even remember the last time I've been to the doctor besides just to get my physical, 
you know, mm. like I, I never have to really deal with health problems. And it's because like I make my health my priority, you know, and it's whatever. No, no, I can relate. Like being in the fitness industry myself, obviously I look after my health and what I eat and make myself feel good and you know, I rarely go to the doctor and uh, touching on the point you made with like addressing the root causes is like when I was, I suffered with depression for a while and I went to the doctor and they were like, yeah, take these tablets. And I spoke to my mum and she was like, nah, fuck those tablets. Like you need to, you know, find out what's going on. You need to release some of these chemicals and stress. You need to go to the gym, spend time meditating, be out in nature, blah, blah, blah. So I started doing these things and then, you know, voila, eating better food, I was better. And I'm yeah, still, you yeah. know, obviously in life we have ups and downs. I still have moments where I feel depressed, but I'm not depressed like clinically. Like I'm just having a shit day emotionally, yeah. you know. Um, but yeah, I've kept you on here for longer than you intended. So I'll let you go if you like. Uh, and massive thank you for coming on. Is there anything you want to talk about or are you all good and done? You know, it's up to you. If you want to add some stuff on, I'm happy to sit here still. Obviously, it's your time, not mine. So I'm more cool. I know, I'm good. I mean, I got to I gotta go run and do some stuff. But um, yeah, it was a pleasure talking and, you know, no problem. If you ever want to have me on again, just let me know. No, yeah, for sure. Um, happy to host you every day if you wanted. I couldn't, I couldn't care, do you know what I mean? It's, it's been nice talking to you. Um, but yeah no cheers for coming on and that massively respect it uh, respect you for that and taking the time out of your day to do so yeah absolutely well thank you again and shout out to everyone who's listening thank you and probably no one in England it's like fucking half two in the morning (laughs) (laughs) but um, what I'll do is I'll send you the uh, well I'll end this and then I'll quickly chat with you alright if that's okay Awesome. So we'll wrap this up, right? Cool. Take care. Cheers for coming on. <laughs> Bye.